0: Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we are finishing Overcoming Underearning. It has been a great book. I've actually been doing this super, super, super slow. We've actually done kind of a reboot on these conversations because I've been taking so long. But, you know, and one of the things if you've listened to the other two episodes of this is that uh, this is a workbook as much as it is a, a book that you read, right? I mean, you can also put it on Audible you could read it, you could do your Kindle, whatever, but it's also a workbook. And when it has, what I mean by that is it has questions for you to really think through and for you to really process. And um, I've shown you all my my journal and the fact that I'm kind of doing it as well, but it also slows down the process for me really thinking through really what I want to be able to bring to you. So today we're going to wrap up the rest of the book. Um, we're actually going to start off on the section three for ensuring success. And How can we take these points and these principles and really ingrain them so that we can be really, truly successful moving forward? Now, part of the recap is that we have talked about, uh, this is the only one that you've really heard, but we've talked about the fact that overcoming under-earning does not mean that we don't earn a good living. It doesn't mean we're not successful people. It does not mean that um, we, for some reason, are underperforming. What it means is that we're not giving ourselves enough credit, okay? It means that maybe we are not going for the, the 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 bigger sales. Maybe that we're not taking that extra promotion at work. Maybe we're not striving. Maybe we're not stretching. Maybe we are not managing our own personal lives as well as our money and our finances in a way in which gets us where we want to go in life. We all have goals. We all do. And being able to take those goals and work towards them and work in a way in which we are able to achieve those goals is part of feeling strong and successful. And a lot of times we self-sabotage either because we don't believe we actually can do those things that we really want in our lives. Maybe we um, don't give ourselves full credit for what it is that we have actually achieved. Maybe we don't plan and make the moves and do the big, big things, the big goals to be able to get us to the point where we are where we want to be in our lives. All of that is under-earning. It's not necessarily about finances. A lot of the book is about finances, about our mindset about money. A lot of it is our mindset about our teams. A lot of it is our mindset about being able to go on out there and get what we want out of life. And a lot of that is money. But a lot of it isn't, right? A lot of it isn't. So I do really, really encourage you to be able to read this book And like I said, because I think most people in one way or another would be able to get something out of this. I know that there is lots of people out there who make a very good living, who have chosen maybe to not take that extra step into management because they don't want to travel so much. They don't want to be away from their family Um, or they feel like, you know, oh, if I go into management, then I've got to move a lot. Right. Or or they, they make assumptions. So they don't play big in their own space because of the fact of the fact that they have preconceived conceptions that they're going to have to do blank in order to be able to achieve what it is that they want. And that is under-earning in its own little way. So, you know, there's lots of ways that different people can see that. Um, this goes into what it is that the self-talk is that we have about ourselves, about the the way that we assume other people feel a certain way, all that stuff that we've already talked about the philosophy on money maybe that we were raised with I know that I was raised with a lot of stuff that you know rich people have a lot of problems a lot of those problems I just want to be normal and middle class or you know whatever you want to call it and I don't want to work that hard I want to come home every day Um, you know all these little nuances of things Um, this book really has had exercises in it that have helped me to go back through the voices that I have where do they come from what fear were they maybe uh, settled into, and how have they really held me back in my life? So that's the first part of the book. It's for our first 90% of the book. Today, we're going to really talk about how to take it and ingrain in our daily lives how we can be more effective, okay? I'm not gonna have a really long episode on this one because to me, this is really the implementation stage, which is the most important part of the book. I mean, it's all good to be able to Read a book and to be able to uh, do the work, right? But if we don't apply what we learn, what's the point? Kind of, sort of, you know, I mean, I think we all kind of apply things our own way subconsciously. Maybe we're a little bit more aware of certain things. Um, but really what I want us to do is talk about how to really apply this. So the first one here is to be able to go be a person of action, And that really comes down to the fact of making a game plan for how do we want to grow moving forward okay maybe it's that we want to connect with a financial consultant maybe we want to be able to meet with somebody to be able to create a budget maybe it's that we want to be able to hire a business coach that will help us to be able to get the skills or the personal conversations about how to be able to be better at whatever it is that we do maybe it's that you want to take action to be able to level up get some more education certifications in your industry or in your niche of the insurance world so that you could be more effective you know whatever it is but the call to action means if I want to level up my blank my sales if I want to level up my saving if I want to level up my personal finances if I want to level up anything it's really going to come down to the fact of what activities do I need to do to be able to do that okay so it starts off with um Action and Becoming Our One. And that's the subtitle of this chapter. And I love that because if we don't move forward, and that means an action, moving is an action. It is an intentional motion. And if we move forward, we're going to make progress. We're going to see those things. And part of it's awareness. We've talked about so many things about awareness in the book and with the, the workshop pieces of the book. But we have to make sure that we almost create an overly awareness environment for it. So maybe that might be putting post-it notes on a computer about your goals. Or maybe that is to be able to create a roadmap for yourself for where you want to go in the next two years, five years, and then break it down. What about one year? What about six months? What about per quarter? Work it backwards, right? And getting yourself where you want to go and having a game plan to get there is the key. It truly is. I know uh, there's a phrase out there that says, you know, a plan without action is nothing. It's just literally nothing. So I think to be able to dream, to be able to have goals, but to not do anything about them and not have a way that you want to be able to achieve them is, I don't really see how those goals could really even come about. Right. Whether or not is that, oh, I want to branch out into property, you know, investing, right? Being more of an investor in properties and being able to get into that. Maybe I want to be able to go invest and buy other agencies. Maybe I want to be able to to branch out into commercial insurance or maybe I want to be able to branch out and do Medicare insurance. Or maybe I want to be able to go into a corporation. Right. Maybe you want to be able to go into working for a carrier or something like that. Having a plan of action will help you to be able to get where you want to be able to go. And that is so vitally important to be able to get you through that process, right? I love this right here. It says it doesn't happen overnight. It's not a fast process. So take that into consideration and um, we will be able to move on from there. But what it is, is you have to start with by being honest, honest with yourself, honest with whatever it is that you want to be able to address, whatever you want to be able to grow If you want to be able to make more money, look at your money. Look at where you spend your money. Look at where you are investing your money. Look at where you're putting your money away. Look at what your goals are long term. You have to tell the truth about what's going on, what is, and what you want. You have to be honest about what you want. I can sit back and say, I want to be able to have an agency that makes $86 billion a year, right? And the reality is it's not a good conversation. So we have to make sure we're telling the truth. Then make a firm decision about what you want. You might go, well, I kind of want, I might be interested in, but unless we come up and we say, no, bam, this is my goal. Doesn't mean it doesn't, you know, can't grow in the future or it can't adjust, right? But we need to decide, decide on what we want. It can't be ambiguous because if it's ambiguous, then our goals are ambiguous. Then our path is ambiguous. So, um, and again, it can always change. It sure, It's whatever you want it to be. But just make sure you take that into consideration. Make a firm decision about what you want. Point number three on how to be able to move forward. Look opportunities to stretch. Look for opportunities to stretch by doing what you think you can't do. I love the fact that a lot of people embrace their fears. They do things that scare them. Maybe that's skydiving. Maybe it's um, being in a play. Maybe it's public speaking, all those things. A lot of people I know go to Toastmasters because they have a true fear of public speaking. But maybe they're in sales or maybe they want to be able to do things like a podcast or they want to do maybe some public speaking, but they have a horrible fear of it. Do the things that scare you. Practice them. Get out there. Daniel Smeek has a great podcast episode uh, with David Frothers over the Power Producers podcast. And she talks about The Confidence Code. It's a great book. And um, the book actually says is that confidence is a muscle. We have to build it. So do things that stretch you and then do other things that stretch you and then do more things that stretch you. This is not a one and done type situation. So look for opportunities to stretch. I think that's awesome. Surround yourself with a supportive community. There will always be naysayers. There will always be negative people. But you know what? In order for you to accomplish your goals, you have to surround yourself with the people that encourage you, the people that are on that same path. People say that you are the conglomeration of the top five people that you hang out with, that those people define how successful we can be. And if we're constantly surrounding ourselves with people who say, oh no, that's not possible, or oh, that'd be so much work, or that doesn't sound like fun at all. We're not gonna stretch, okay? We need people who say, ooh, that's really interesting. That sounds really cool. Why do you want that? What would it take to get there? How can I help you, right? Those are the types of people we wanna surround ourselves with. And it doesn't mean the other people aren't in our lives, It just means sometimes maybe they're not as prevalent in our lives. Okay. Or maybe we just don't need to share everything with everybody. I I had a good friend of mine years and years and years and years and years years ago. Raised my children with this um, person-ish. It wasn't a spouse, but like a best friend type thing. And um, I look back at some of our conversations now and um so much of it was, I mean, it was you deserved more, but it was also very negative towards the situation that I was in. It was very much like other people were supposed to take care of me. Where were the other people? It was very much other people were wrong or bad or but it was also very pro-me. So that was really good. But at the same point, it was also very not um how do i put it it didn't it didn't it didn't build me up in the direction i was going it was that everybody else was holding me back and yay me for being where i am but these people really suck so you're so lucky to be where you are no i'm not lucky to be where i am because i made it where i am i've done the things i've done i've built this life i built this business i've built this this conversation that i'm in so i still have room to grow and the room to grow piece was what i think was really missing And then also just the um, installation and the embedment of negative feelings about the people around me that um, I didn't need to make a part of my inner circle, but yet at the same point at that point were part of my inner circle and I did need to move on from them. But the conversation with this bride was much more um, negative than it was empowering to get out of those relationships. So I um, just life put us in different directions and then I have also made certain decisions to not be around certain people, including a couple family members that are just negative. They just drag me down. I just can't do it. I just can't be emotionally in that space. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. Surround yourself by a supportive community. And then respect and appreciate money by taking good care of it. This is a lot about money, like I mentioned, but take whatever it is that you want and make sure that you treat it with the respect that it deserves and the journey and you respect the journey. Because if you can do that, the rest of it falls into place eventually. It's a process. It's a process. And I love the fact that the book says, We have to work at this every single day. We have to create. And the next point is create habits. And they actually have an exercise in here. Um, My book, it's on page 173. But it is specifically about creating. Actually, no, it's on page 178. It's about creating intentional habits that get us where we want to go so what you do is you start small right and maybe you create five habits that start you in the direction where you want to go and then what you do is in the next two weeks then you add five more habits right once those become a little bit more ingrained it does take typically some people say it takes 30 days some people say it takes like 90 but take the time to build the habits and then do them Put them on post-it notes. Remind yourself to do them. Have a checklist before you go to bed at night of the things that you have been able to accomplish. Maybe if these are work-driven activities, make a checklist that you go ahead and you check off before you leave the office, okay? And that you look at, say, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon so you have time to finish them and still be home to honor your family time. Create a space where you have room to grow. I'm going to say that again. Create the space in your life where you have room to grow. I I, I love having conversations with people. And uh, I did have a conversation recently with Danielle Smike. I've been in to mention her multiple times probably today. But what we talked about was that she has a program that she puts in all of her friends, all her friends' names, and she plans out and she does things for her friends and she plays them out ahead of time. And then she kind of automates what she can. And then she has kind of her team helping her to make sure that she gets the opportunity to hang out and be close to the people who really matter to her and who make a difference in her life. That's huge. She's intentional about building the right relationships. And she's even said, if somebody has a hard time with uh, something that, you know, me putting them in a and a computer system, and for us tracking things, and for me being able to to really look at these and make them a priority in that direction, then maybe that's not my person. Maybe that's not, you know, somebody that I need to be able to do that if they don't respect the the journey that I'm on. And I love that because we need to do what serves us to get to be able to be who we choose to be. What the details are is fine. But again, surround yourself with people who encourage you and people who want to participate with you, where you are and where you're going. And this is a great exercise, page 178, okay? You can get in there, create five habits. Just write them down. five quick habits. We're gonna do that for the next two weeks. Then after that, we're gonna add five more. We're gonna keep our same five habits, but we're gonna add in five more, all right? And so eventually over the course of time, We're creating habits that get us towards the goals that we want, that get us towards the results that we want. We could say we want more sales, but if we spend all of our time servicing all of our clients and we're not technically upselling, cross-selling, or we're not going out and making relationships with new referral partners, we're not going to grow. We're not going to. Very important. Make sure that we create habits, intentional habits that really get us where we want to go so we could be truly successful. All right, make that commitment, take action. And it's not going to be perfect the very first time. I think I really want things to be um, perfect or at least feel like I'm perfect during a process of um, uh, learning something new. I will love it when people are like, Oh my gosh, you've never done this before and you're so good at it. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I love you. But the reality is I'm not good at everything the first time. Nobody is right. So give yourself patience, give yourself time, create a habit, but then tweak the habit. How can it be a little bit better? How can I get more out of this activity? Okay, so that that way we can achieve our goals. Next, another exercise is after we create habits that help us to get where we want to go, there's another exercise of letting go of things that do not serve us. This is kind of a clearinghouse activity, right? We're building habits that are positive and we're letting go of habits that are not. This is going to be journaling. This is going to be talking to yourself. This is long-term work. This is not something that is going to be done in the next five minutes. It's just not. It's not even something that's going to be done this year. You make a couple of habits. You train them. Get used to them. Let go of a couple things that did not serve you. And then together, you're going to be able to see over the course of time how you are achieving all of those goals. But letting things go is huge. Letting go of of mental junk. Because when you're going through this, you create habits. When you set goals, when you really intentionalize moving forward with the activities that it's going to take for you to be able to achieve your goals, you're going to have a lot of mental junk that comes up. You're going to have a lot of inner chatter. All right. You're going to have a lot of just... Rud that comes, pops up, that is that nasty little voice in your head, right? I think at the very very beginning of this book, um, the first couple of chapters, it talked about naming that inner voice. It talked about naming it something that you could say, hey, hey da da da, name it by its name. You are not going to have that power over me, right? It takes it out of a subconscious chitter chatter in the back of your mind, and a lot of times that's such negative chatter. And a lot of times as well, it really comes down to the fact that we have a choice if we listen to it or not, but we don't think we do because it's random thoughts that pop up, but by identifying them and restructuring them, eventually we become more aware, they slow down, they don't have as much power over us and we can dismiss them much easier. I don't think they're ever going to go away, but they are definitely able to be worked on. Very important. And then you could take that and as you're journaling through this process, let go of some of those things. Maybe if you're around certain people or you go to a certain networking event, or if you're doing a certain activity in your business that really brings up that negativity for you, delegate it, okay? Put yourself in the very best position to do your very best. Make the choice to be effective. Make the choice to take action. Make the choice to build new habits, and make the choice to be better than what you were yesterday. And I love that. All right. Then they also kind of wrap up a lot of this with Tammy's story. Tammy, of course, she's not in the insurance industry, but she really felt stuck. She really felt her and her husband ran a landscaping business. She ended up saying, hey, we're going to make some choices. She ended up increasing the prices of their services. She said, we have to believe that we're worth it. She got a lot of pushback from her husband. But she said, trust me, give me 90 to 120 days. If we have problems, we'll back out. They didn't. All these things did really well. The clients that really valued their, 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 their time and their work really stuck around. They were able to increase their income. They were able to buy um, a better house. They were able to do the things that they wanted to do. Take a vacation. But what they did was then they were able to look at their goals together as a couple because she led her husband into the space where he needed to be really honest about what he was doing, how he was doing it. He was picking up extra jobs on, you know, the off seasons when landscape wasn't as much of a, a moneymaker for them. He didn't have to do that anymore. And with really seeing this and, and giving giving him space to be able to say, hey, we're going to make this new habit. We're going to make this new habit. And then letting it sit for a little while he was able to build that confidence muscle in their process for them to be able to have the business and the life that they wanted and i love the fact that this really talks about the fact that she took action and she said we're going to do this she made a she made an agreement with her spouse and said hey we're going to do this and um we're going to start off small and she didn't have to cast the whole vision i think sometimes casting the entirety of a vision is scary for other people we can just say hey we're making a few changes we're making a few updates we're making a few improvements so what we're going to do is we are going to make this one and this one and just stick with that for a while just stick with that for a while and then make the next one right it's all good we have time the rome is not built in a day right so by being able to look at it truthfully, taking action, being able to create those habits, letting go of the things that don't serve us, it's able for us to see and feel the truth moving forward so we can be in a better place. Okay? You will hit times when life is hard. When making these decisions and seeking to them are hard. If you have a desire to go into... um property investments, right? You may have to be able to save money and be able to put some things away and aside in your life for a little bit until you can make those investments work. It might be that you want to be able to level up your business. It might mean that you need to be able to hire people, right? Maybe you need to let people go in your business who are not building the business in the direction forward that you feel like that's what really where you need to be able to be. There's so much there that we need to hear the backlash for what it is. We need to release what we are too attached to to hold us back and we need to create new habits that move us forward, right? And that might include new friends, might include new people, new team members, but we wanna surround ourselves by positive influences that push us exactly where we wanna go, okay? I love the book. It really gives us so many examples, even at the end when she puts it all together of, people who went on out and they took one step and that one step illuminated the next step that they wanted, which then illuminated the next step that they wanted, which then illuminated the next step that they wanted. And in the process, what they were able to do is be able to get further along in their journey of really accomplishing their goals. But, you know, there's a scripture verse that says, um, you know, um, "Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of the death, I will fear no evil, blah, blah, blah. But it does talk about um you're your you're, you're a light unto my path a lamp unto my path right and in different versions of, of scripture says different things but um i heard a pastor one time talking about how the 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 lantern that you hold okay think back in the day the lantern that you hold would only do a circumference around you of a certain amount of space. You took a step forward and then the next step eliminated. And so I think we need to be able to, instead of having these big goals where we have these big mind maps where we know everything that we want to and we know exactly where we want to go and exactly what we want to do by whatever date. Sometimes it's just taking something and saying, in the next three months, I want to be here. Six months, I want to be here. And what do I need to do? I need to create these habits. I need to let go of these things in order to be where I want to be in the next three months, in the next six months, in the next year. Take one step at a time. Illuminate your path as you go, one step at a time. And then take that information, exercise your confidence muscle, and take the next step forward. And you know what? Reach back sometimes and help other people behind you. Because everybody struggles with getting where they want to go, doing what they want to do, and being healthy about it. Today, I just really want to encourage y'all as we wrap up our series on overcoming under-earning. The book is amazing. It's by Barbara Stanley. I think she actually got married after this, so she has a different last name, but I think the book still says Stanny on this. If you Google her, a different last name does pop up. She has workshops around the country on these activities, but what I really encourage y'all to do is to take the book, Think about it beyond finances. Finances are such a big part of it because if we are financially free, then we can do the things that we really want to do. We can give the community the way we want to be able to give. We can give back to our team the way we want to be able to give. Um, And take that into consideration. Financial, personal, spiritual, all of it. Create a goal. Keep it in mind. Create great habits. Let go of the things that don't serve you. And go on out and make a wonderful tomorrow. Make tomorrow better than it was today. My name is Teresa Kitchens. Thank you so much for joining us for our final episode of Overcoming Underearning. And I appreciate your time today. I appreciate your time over the last three episodes. Um, reach out to me. Give us a review on um, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you, uh, you listen to the uh, podcast. We are here for you. Reach out to me. And uh, find me on Facebook, uh, find me on Instagram, and I would love to connect with y'all. Everybody, I will see you next week when we have another amazing episode of the Power Women and Insurance podcast. We'll talk to you soon.